Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to episode 85 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. There are shows on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. There were no big games out last week, but the games coming out this week include Five Nights at Freddy's Core Collection, Glitch's Trip, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World The Game The Complete Edition, Life of Fly, Jet Cave Adventure, and Outbreak The New Nightmare Definitive Edition. There are some new games coming to Xbox Game Pass. On January 7th, you can play the following games. eFootball Pez 2021 Season Update on Android and Console, and Justice 2 on Android, Console, and PC, and The Little Acre on Android and Console. On January 14th, you can play the following, Neoverse on PC, Torchlight 3 on Android and Console, What Remains of Edith Finch on PC, and YK, a postmodern RPG on PC. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Nintendo once laughed Xbox execs out of the room over a Microsoft acquisition offer. Megan Farquhar-Manish at The Verge writes, Microsoft's Xbox consoles are considered a pillar of the industry, part of a trifecta that makes up modern gaming. The first Xbox launched in 2001, the Xbox Series X and S arrived just last year. Today, Xbox is a powerhouse, yet it wasn't always so. Bloomberg's Dina Bass published an oral history on the creation of Microsoft's Xbox that recounts the console's conception from an executive retreat through release day, with snags like a failed bid at Nintendo detailed along the way. The original Xbox was known as Midway, or Coffin Box to some. According to Xbox technology officer Seamus Blackley, quote, because they worried that it would fail and end their career at Microsoft, end quote. As part of an effort to lock in exclusive games, Microsoft tried to acquire companies like Electronic Arts, Midway Games, and Square. Kevin Bacchus, director of third-party relations, says that President and later Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer also made the team meet with Nintendo. The pitch revolved around the technical powers of the Xbox. It did not go as planned. Quote, they just laughed their asses off, end quote, Bacchus told Bloomberg. Quote, like imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how that meeting went, end quote. Boomerg Stories goes on to explore the console's actual achievements, including its successful bid for Halo creator Bungie. The full piece is worth a read, especially for the anecdote about an unnamed Konami executive. As for Nintendo, chairman of Nintendo America Howard Lincoln told the publication that the company, quote, does not talk about confidential discussions with other companies. In any event, nothing came of these discussions, end quote. Just a wild and funny news story, which was the biggest one this week. I do highly recommend any of those Xbox historians out there and those interested, go read the Boom Boomberg article. There's some really cool stuff in there, but it probably would have taken 15 to 20 minutes on the show, so I thought I'd just pull this tidbit out for you. Number two, Wasteland developer Inexile appears to be making an FPS RPG. Jordan Alleman at IGN writes, Wasteland 3 developer Inexile Entertainment appears to be working on an FPS RPG according to new job listings. Spotted by Twisted Voxel, the studio's open positions such as lead gameplay engineer mentioned that the applicant will be working on Inexile's next-generation action role-playing game, implementing new first-person shooter gameplay features. The senior gameplay designer position talks about the creation of powerful, tactile first-person weapons and unique combat abilities that draws the player right to the middle of the action. All but confirming that Inexile's project will be a first-person shooter RPG similar to the likes of Cyberpunk 2077 or Deus Ex. Back in May of 2020, Inexile CEO Brian Fargo mentioned that the studio's next-gen RPG will harness the power of Unreal Engine 5 during development. 
Later that year in September, Fargo added that the studio is working on two RPGs right now, with the second in the infancy of pre-production. In Exile is highly regarded, yet I've never checked out one of their games. Playing through the Wasteland series has been on my backlog, and I really want to check out what they can do. Needless to say, I like RPGs, and I'm really intrigued to see another first-person shooter RPG. Let's see what they come out with. Number 3. Outriders delayed until April, Sean Carey at True Achievements writes. Square Enix and People Can Fly's upcoming co-op RPG shooter Outriders has suffered a delay and will now launch a couple of months later than planned on April 1st. And I know what you're thinking, but apparently this isn't a joke. The Outriders team had intended for the co-op RPG shooter to launch on February 2nd, but according to a statement posted over on Twitter, the team needed some extra time to fine-tune the game. In the meantime, a free demo will be published to give everyone a chance to check out Outriders. On February 25th, players can jump into the game and play the first few hours with all four classes in both single and co-op modes. Any progress you make, your character will carry over to the full version of the game. Outrider launches for Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S now on April 1st. For anyone who hasn't checked out Outriders yet, it's a very Destiny-like game made by People Can Fly who did Gears of War Judgment. I'm intrigued to see what this is, but it just seems like a clone. I will try out the demo though, which has me excited, because there's no barrier to entry and relay my feelings later on the game. Number 4, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War mid-season update coming next week. Jordan Allman at IGN writes, Treyarch has confirmed that a mid-season update for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War will arrive on Thursday, January 14th, adding new maps and modes to the game's multiplayer and zombies modes. The January 7th patch notes update on the Treyarch blog confirms a few details about the mid-season Cold War content drop. One of the major introductions is a new fireteam map called Sanatorium. This map will complement a new fireteam mode called Dropkick, a 6v6 battle where players must fight for control over the nuclear codes. Elsewhere, Zombies players can enjoy tweaks to the Cranked mode, where every zombie killed resets the timer counting down to your demise. In the PlayStation-exclusive Onslaught mode, the Black Ops 2 map Raid has been added to the pool, as well as a Dark Aether Intel for players to collect as they fight the Horde. Cheers to those enjoying the other modes in Black Ops Cold War. I for one just cannot get off Warzone. It's Sunday when I'm recording this and I probably played for 10 hours today. Please Treyarch, you're doing a mid-season update, nerf the DMR further, we're all asking for you to do it. And number 5, Gotham Knights combat has been entirely redesigned to suit co-op. Dom Pepiat at VG247 writes, Developer WB Games Montreal says that it has completely redesigned the Arkham Knights combat to ensure the game works better in co-op. Gotham Knights was formally announced back in August, and during the official reveal at the DC Fandom, we saw some trailers that sort of let us know what to expect from the title. We now know that Gotham Knights does not take place in the Arkhamverse, and that it is not a game as a service. As per a new interview with Games Radar, executive producer Flora Marty has shared even more information about the game and explains that, while the new title will follow on from the Arkham games mechanically, there are some key differences in how the gameplay works. Quote, we have entirely redesigned the combat system in order for it to work well in co-op. Of course, we're still a brawler and some of the mechanics won't feel totally alien for people who played and enjoyed the Arkham series, but it is in many ways different, end quote. Marty goes on to explain that players are free to switch characters more or less anytime they want, though they'll have to return to the thematically appropriate Belfry to do so. This makes sense for a game that is primarily designed around co-op and appears mostly built to be played in tandem with other players. Quote, since the story progression is shared between all the characters, it also makes sense that you don't have to level them up from scratch every time you want to switch. It also stays very coherent in terms of our narrative, end quote Marty outlines. Quote, since the other members of the Batman family are always present in some way in the background, while you're out in the world fighting crime or unraveling the mystery, they don't stay inactive. So it makes sense that they're also progressing and getting stronger, end quote. Explaining the cooperative nature of the game further, creative director Patrick Redding explains the duo or team-up is such a central feature of the universe 
but there's a literal shorthand for it in the comics, animation, film, and TV versions. The two-player dynamic fits the fantasy and the Gotham City setting. In the game, you can choose to play as either Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, or Red Hood, who can take on the mantle of protecting the city following the death of the Batman. The game can also be played solo for what it's worth. Gotham Knights releases sometime in 2021 for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. Somehow, I just never got around to playing all the Batman Arkham games. I really love Batman as a character, the movies, but for some reason, I just miss them. They're on the backlog, and I hope to get to them one day. However, this game has me really intrigued. I'd love to play this with my one buddy and go through the story cooperatively and see how it is. It looks really cool and can't wait to see more this year. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about how IKEA is handling the consoles. Credit to Jay Peters at The Verge. The PS5 and Xbox Series X are so big that IKEA has mock consoles in store to help you buy a media cabinet. The PS5 and Xbox Series X are very large consoles. In fact, the PS5 is the biggest gaming console in modern history. Their sizes can make buying a new entertainment center that can actually fit them somewhat of a challenge. But IKEA has a solution to help you out. The company made physical sizing guides in the form of lookalike boxes to help you figure out which cabinets and entertainment centers can house the new consoles. The sizing guides were photographed by a user on Reddit. The mock boxes are appropriately the same shape as the consoles, with measurements written on the side. There's also some great marketing copy on the PS5 mock box to explain exactly what it should be used for. Quote, which IKEA media storage unit will be able to fit my new, memishly oversized gaming console? End quote. Really funny to see these and how stores are handling these new gigantic consoles. My Series X is big, but I love it. It's sitting nicely on my desk. The PS5 is hidden away in my media cabinet, so I really don't remember how big it is until I see pictures of it standing up. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, leave a review, share with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've played nothing but Warzone, Got a lot going on personally, so I'm just playing the jump-in, jump-out games. Also played a few more rounds of Apex Legends, and I gotta say, what happened to the game? Did they slow it down, or have I just played too much Warzone lately? I'm not sure, but I'm looking forward to playing more. My name is Baron Rosa, you can follow me on Xbox at Broza93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.